Welcome to the Made for Memories podcast, where we explore the sport and business of fishing and the great outdoors in Canada. Presented by Len Thompson and Northern King Lures. Here are your hosts, brother and sister duo, Brad Pallister and Jessica Pallister Dew. Hey, Jess. Hey, Brad. Happy snow day. Ugh. <laughs> I uh, was doing staff one-on-ones last week, and we have one particular employee who very publicly loves winter. And Christmas and snow. Yeah. And Christmas and snow. And she said, it's magical, Jess. Like, no snowflake is the same. How can you not see the magic in that? And her eyes got all twinkly. And it was just like such a lovely moment that I just cannot connect with. <laughs> I, uh, I hurt my back last week. How would you do? Well, I, I don't know. Just getting old. Anyways, Thursday, we got like a million feet of snow. And my back was very angry with me again. At the shoveling? Yes. Our um, last guest, Scott Bulat, posted something online saying that the local lake was starting to freeze over. And I shared it along with a poll, seeing who was excited for ice season, who was not excited. And I believe it was yay ice fishing, boo ice fishing. And 77% are yay ice fishing. So 77% of people are really happy right now. Early ice fishing is pretty exciting, I think. We were invited to go uh, whitefish fishing with Dave James this year. Oh, that's good. Do that. Dave would know how to catch ice, uh, whitefish through the ice. That would be a good thing to do. Dave is one of our uh, Lacombe Fishing Game members. A very lovely man. Volunteer extraordinaire. Yep. Guess what I'm doing next week. I know what you're doing next week, but you can tell our listeners. I'm going to go try to catch my first deer. Mm, you excited? Yep. How big is the group going out this year? Uh, Four. Just four. Same as last year. So, yeah. So, go, go out by Hardesty area and see if I can't track one down. I tried last year and uh, really enjoyed the experience, but uh, didn't have any luck so we'll see what this year brings it's supposed to be a little colder so um i'll have to bundle up a little better but pretty excited about it so well wear your warm boots i'll hold down the fort and uh if you do make your first catch then i expect some deer jerky jerky please yeah okay requested fair enough so we introduce our guest today yep Mr. Andrew Galloway. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks. Thanks for having me. This is exciting. I wrote you a bio. Would you like to hear it? Oh, please. Sure. Mr. Andrew Galloway is the Western Manager of Canada Pro Angling and Outdoors. Did I get that right? Yeah. Well, Western Region Manager, I think, is what it has on my card. But yeah, Western Manager. Yeah, Canada Pro. 
based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. Andrew has had a couple of big roles in the industry prior to his role with Canada Pro. Brad first met him when he worked as a buyer at Cabela's. Prior to joining Canada Pro, he also held a business development role with Superfly, a fly fishing manufacturer, which was based out of Edmonton, Alberta. Andrew has become a great industry friend of ours, and he is legitimately one of the most interesting people I have ever met. Hosting many passions for not only fishing, but camping, cross-country skiing, foraging, craft beer, music, and as we will discuss later, birds of prey. Oh, oh okay. Uh, welcome again, good, Andrew. Good teaser. Yeah, that was excellent. Thank you. Quite flattering. You're kind of a big deal. Uh, well, I'm big and narrow, which is technically where I live. I mean, Winnipeg's okay, but but we're just outside of Winnipeg. So it's it's easier to be bigger in a town of a few hundred people. Everybody's big out here. Nice, nice. Yeah. Even at our stature, five foot six-ish. That's right. Well, you host a lot of outdoor passions, but for, for those of you who aren't familiar with the role of a sales rep, walk us through what that is. Oh, well, I think um as a rep in the industry or in any industry i guess it's it it really comes down to two things um <clears throat> one is uh dissemination of information um and so it's we get information and it's our task to uh pass that out um and then it's uh relationship management i guess really that's the those are the two key key factors so it's really data flow and and relationships so if, if you're to walk us through what a typical day in the life of Andrew Galloway is like, what does that look like professionally? Well, uh, it, it depends on where we are in the cycle. Um, I mean, right now we're kind of leaning into finishing up our bookings for spring fishing, open water next season. Um, so we've just finished off our some of our distributor shows from our, my Western travel kind of going out into the territory and meeting with the, the key accounts and presenting the new products. Um, and then really it's coming home and following up with everybody and trying to see who needs what and who's interested in what and, and what opportunities there are out there. Um, and then following up on those to try to get them in on time. <laughs> so would it be oversimplistic, but fair to say that, a sales agency is the subcontracted sales staff in a particular region or market. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, for a manufacturer, uh, there are really sort of two ways to handle sales. And one of that would be internally. Um, and and then you would have people in roles within the, uh, at the manufacturer who would have those relationships with the key accounts, with the distributors, sort of get to, to help get the product out. Um, and, and that works really well for some manufacturers, uh, other manufacturers choose to go with outside sales, outside sales support. Um, and that's kind of where we come in. So, um, for us, uh, for Canada pro, we are a national distributor. So we have reps throughout the territory that handle, um, their region. And, uh, and so they, they're really boots on the ground going into the shops, seeing the pegs and, and knowing the local fishery. Um, and, and they can really help um, hand sell product into those uh, accounts um, that 
a manufacturer, say somewhere down in the States, may not have that kind of reach. Very good. So how many how many brands would you work with uh, on any given average time? And what are those brands, um, you know, what are those brands selling? Well, we're, um, I mean, we're, we're in the hook and bullet industry. Um, Canada Pro has mainly been on the hook side uh, for the majority of that. Um, you know, from season to season, uh, we do pick up some brands and, and, um, and move away from other brands. Um, it's, uh, so it, 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 it's really kind of like an investment portfolio for us um, and also for them. Um, with the manufacturers, it's about finding the, the right rep group, the right personalities, the right space, um, and trying something new sometimes. So for us, um, you know, we've got uh, maybe half a dozen to uh, 16 brands uh, over the course of a year that we work with. Um, and uh, we, we do what we can to help support the brands in the territory. And what are some of those, what are, just name off a few of the other brands well, that work yeah, we do uh, Live Target Lures, um, Walleye Nation Creation. Uh, we do um, Gill for our rainwear, outerwear. Uh, we do Master Cutlery for um, sort of the outdoor cutlery category. Um, Nanook Protective Cases, a Canadian-made uh, case that we're working with. Um, and that's kind of, you know, those are some of the Vexlar. I guess now we're, we're getting Vexlar and K-Drill orders out to all the, uh, the dealers right now. So something we're working on at the moment. So just to give a real world example uh, of where a sales rep comes handy is I go to my good friend, Andrew Galloway, somebody who's in the outdoor industry and say, you know what? I just, uh, tell me about, tell me, I, I need a new rain stoop. Like what, what are, what, do, what would you recommend? Then you would say, actually, I'm working with this company that are called Gill. Have you heard of them? I say, no this is the benefits of that rain suit. This is the features. Here's the pricing and let's get you hooked up. As a dealer, you mean? Yeah. As a dealer. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, we, we go through, um, I guess for those that are, are not familiar in the cycle, uh, we're always a season ahead. Um, and so one of the things, one of our roles is to take the information that Gil has and get it out to all of the current accounts and all of the accounts that we think might be interested. Um, and so in, in, the, in the example that you just gave, um, a dealer might say, hey, I'm looking for a rain suit. Andrew, can you recommend something? And I can say, sure, we have, we have Gill Apparel. Um, I can send you the, the pricing, the program, all the information and, and kind of walk through and present um, the, uh, the brand to them and see if it's a good fit for the shop. How do you get to know your products personally? Oh, well, uh, I mean, some of the some of the brands we've repped, we've repped since before I've been around in Canada Pro. And some of those brands I, I bought when I was a buyer at Cabela's. Um, so, I mean, I've I've been uh, an outdoor enthusiast uh, since I could. Well, since I could coerce other people to drive me away from my parents house and uh, take me out to the bush. Um, so using the product is is sort of a, a key a key point in there, but also I'm, I mean we have um, catalogs, we've got samples that are sent out. I've got pro staff to help me out. Um, I mean certainly the the educational component of learning a line is is not just one sided and it's not an internal process. 
Um, it's really going out and talking to the anglers uh, that are using the product to, to see how they use it, where they use it, when they use it, um, and kind of get to know the, the product that way. How many pro staff do you manage then as part of your program? Well, so Canada Pro, um, Team Canada Pro, um, I think we're sitting at about 34, 36 pro staff right now. Um, and, and some of them um, are more active than others. Uh, some have been around a long time and we just really appreciate their, their expertise um, and their knowledge in a certain fishery um, or a certain style of fishing. Um, and, and they come uh, in, in handy there when we're looking at pro product and product knowledge. Um, but also, um, you know, we, have, we do trade shows, so we have pro staff that help out with the trade shows. Um, and also with uh, social media with Team Canada Pro. Cool. So you, you manage a holistic kind of sales experience for your, for your, your uh, agency's clients then? Yeah, it's it's a it's a little bit of brand management. Um, I mean, we don't get into um, um, the, uh, marketing and branding as much. I mean, most of the brands that we do rep now, actually, all of the brands that we rep now, and most of the brands that we have repped in the past have all had a a, a pretty good concept of um, what what they want for their brand, um, how they want. The, the brand sold and how they want the brand perceived um, out in the industry and out with the consumers. Um, and so a lot of the marketing material and assets are given to us by our manufacturers. And, and then we uh, take that information and get it out to our dealers. For example, um, Live Target has a, a great new frog coming out on the market for 2023. It was launched at ICAST in uh, Orlando in July. Um, and uh, as they develop the product and start to tease the, the marketplace, we get to see the um, really slick images of the new product, um, sell sheets that we get out to the dealers, and then we start to see um, videos being shot that we can pass on um, that the dealers can use on their websites or on social media. Um, so really it's just sort of gathering that information from the manufacturers and then, and then passing it out to our contacts, which is kind of where the relationship, uh, component comes in. So before I dive into your, before we dive into your past and what you kind of brought you to this, to this, uh, this, this particular career now, what is, what brought, what do you attracted you to the sales uh, rep agency because it's it's it's, that, it's often that silent uh, but key partner in the industry that, uh, that people maybe haven't heard of. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, you know, for me, um, I think it it it's the industry that kept me in the industry um, in in all my roles uh, within the outdoor sports industry. I think it it is the industry that I'm interested in. Um, and the and the people that are involved and and so um, for me on the the sales side I I really like the opportunity to travel and go see the different territories um, talk to the different shop owners and the different employees you know who are actually working the counter and and get those questions every day and you know it's it's a it's a constant um, it's constant learning um, and, and also it's, it's never boring and it, there's, you know, every day is a different task 
or a different role. You know, I've I, I can honestly say I've never been bored uh, once at, at this current position. What's your favorite part? What's my favorite part uh, besides seeing you guys at the trade shows? Aww. Um, you know, I, I think, um, I mean, it's, it, it's a little bit of the, the flexibility um, that comes with the, the job. Um, there are times in the year, like booking season, that you get really busy. Um, but pre-booking season uh, allows me and affords me the, the time to travel from Thunder Bay to Vancouver um and go see friends that i've met in the industry friends that i grew up with here and who have moved away um i mean it's an opportunity to hold fishing licenses in five provinces over the course of the year and and uh, spend time outside um i mean most of my travel i, I try not to stay in hotels i i try to camp my way across uh, western canada um, every season well spring and fall um and uh yeah i think it's it, it's it's that excitement about not knowing you know where the road is going and where you're going to end up and who you're going to end up sharing a beer with or sitting on the shore casting lines with or yeah it's it's uh, uh it is ever changing and i think that's what i like about it very good so i want to talk we want to talk a little bit more about you and your past now so you um correct me if i'm wrong your first gig in the outdoor industry was it cabela's or was it something before that well yeah uh in in a sense yeah my uh my first job in the industry was with sydney i robinson um SIR. and it was yeah sir mail order yeah and uh for those of you who don't know um sir was the canadian company that Cabela's bought to launch from, um, and so you know, I was. Uh, I'm, I'm still friends with uh, Sean Robinson, uh, Sydney I. Robinson's great grandson, um, and it was a family-run business. They had 80. I think they were around 82 years uh, when they were bought, um, and it was a. Uh, it, it was actually a, a seasonal job that I took um, and just stayed at. <laughs> So I think 22 years now, or going into 22 years. Okay. So SIR was bought by Cabela's. And what was your role at that time? And what when did you get into the to the, to the time that I met you? Well, um, I, I, I actually started as a merchandiser um, at the old SIR on Ellis. Um, a merchandiser at that point was uh, somebody who ran into the warehouse to get product. Um, it was uh, just supposed to be a seasonal job, um, and I, I, I wanted somebody to just say, hey, see those boxes over there, can you move them over there? Um, and uh, it was a, a great opportunity to, I thought maybe I'd get some, some discounts on outdoor gear and, and have some fun um, uh, for a, a few months, really. Um, so I started in, in the warehouse grabbing product for customers and running it out to the sales floor. Um, and then after the season ended, um, the one of the managers asked if I could uh, stick around and, um, and and stay on at SIR. And I said, sure, I'm having lots of fun. And they said, okay, well, great, but you're gonna be on the sales floor. 
And I kind of went, well, okay, you know, if you want me on the sales floor, I'll, I'll go talk about camping gear and stuff. And they actually, they put me in the knife counter um, uh, to start. And um, this uh, woman who's actually still working for Cabela's now, uh, Rita, um, she was almost like a mother figure for me learning retail and learning how to sell knives and how to sell tents and how to fit a backpack and, and do all the things in the camping gear. Um, and uh, that led to the GPS counter um, and the optics, GPS optics counter. And I learned from a fellow Kenny there um, who was around in Winnipeg in the, uh, in the industry for many years and uh, learned optics and GPS. And because of uh, my, my past history using GPS, um, I became the GPS specialist and then became a department manager and then started working in fishing. And, you know, one thing leads to another. And then Cabela's buys SIR. And I've got somebody asking me if I'd like to be an assistant buyer for um, electronics because of my experience in, uh, in GPS and the um, the buyer at the time didn't really care to keep up with all the, the technology that was going and and uh, all the buyers had too many items on their plate at the time. So I came on to help uh, assist in, in buying electronics, which led to, you know, an assistant category manager position and an associate category manager position. And I think that's probably the role that I had when we met Brad was the as an ACM at, uh, at Cabela's. Yeah, yeah, you were... You were in charge of uh, lures, I think. So yeah, and we sold a few lures. So we yeah we sold a lot of lures together. That yeah, was did. great. Yep. Before your outdoor entry, you also worked in the outdoors, but doing something that I have never met somebody with this job before. You used to be. Uh, well, I used well, I used to be uh, I used to work with Manitoba's only permanent rehab center for injured and orphaned wild animals, um, and uh, I was the education director and volunteer coordinator, and so a large portion of that role was to work with hawks and owls and train them to get up on the glove and and then go out and recruit volunteers and teach them how to handle the the hawks and owls and and then go out into schools and and public outreach to do uh, educational programming for the MWRO it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> I think that is so very cool how often do you meet somebody who trained birds of prey for a living it, it it was a special time and and really it was sort of a dream job I mean I I loved working with the animals and I I loved working with the public loved working with the kids. Um, it, it really was a, a, a great job. Um, but it was, it was um, not for profit, you know, and it was a, it was a small operation. Um, and uh, it was actually um, a position with Ducks Unlimited in the marketing department that had opened up that made me start thinking about a change. Um, and it was actually, I had applied for that job um, and left the MWRO, but that job wasn't interviewing until a few months after Christmas, which led me to, I need a seasonal job. And I was actually uh, coming back from um, uh, Okamak Marsh 
with my resumes that you know that I had dropped off and um, uh, and I saw as I was driving by SIR hiring seasonally uh, which is why I decided to stop off and hand my resume in and uh, that's how I got started 22 years later still in the industry I got hooked I get it <laughs> Um, I think one of the the cool things about about your story and your progression is that you're just always open to new opportunities and new projects, and new learnings, and new relationships. I mean, you even um, completed a project for us several years ago. Um, you were helping us figure out some tax stuff between the U.S. and um, Canada and pricing and how we were going to do that as we were making a, a big change. And, um, I believe the story goes that you helped us with this project and Brad said, well, you know, what do you want me to pay you? And the answer was a banjo. Well, I actually, this is it. it this one's not in tune, unfortunately, but this is the banjo. Is that, that the banjo? This is the banjo that you guys got me for doing that project. Will you play for us, even if it's not in tune? Uh, the only banjo that will ever be on the Made for Memories podcast. That's probably true. I should have tuned the banjo. Well, banjos always sound out of tune anyways. They're, they're always out of tune. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, you can, like, pause this, right? Yeah, we'll let you get set up. Okay, we're good enough. Close enough for a banjo. Give us a little okay. ditty. Give us a little ditty. So here we go. Little. Excellent. podcast goes on for a while we rebrand we're gonna commission you to to do the banjo to do the there banjo for our intro <laughs> but you didn't yeah. know how to play prior to asking for this as no no I, I i didn't actually i had never played the banjo and never really thought about playing the banjo it was really um brad's persistence and and my um my not knowing how to work out an invoice and and you know it was brad said what do you want you know do you want something and i kind of went banjo and i'd been listening to some banjo music and i thought it would be cool to have a banjo around so i mean it's it's also a it's a long dark winter and uh, a banjo seemed like a really neat project to sort of jump into so and it is the only was... banjo i have ever purchased it's probably the only banjo that you will. Probably the only banjo I ever will purchase. You never know, though. Well, 
I, I do. I, I really did appreciate it. It, it opened up a, a chapter of my life that I didn't know was there um, prior to our, our uh, arrangement. So. so he's gone from falconry to retail to outdoor buying to brand repping to banjo to rapid fire. Is that a thing? Is that like a section of yeah, the podcast? Rapid, rapid fire. fire. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was a are great site. Are you familiar with the terms of rapid fire, Andrew? Um, I think this is where you just shoot questions out like this. You get 30 seconds on the clock to answer them. If you go over, Brad schools you. And Wait, do I have 30 seconds to answer? 30, 30 seconds to answer each question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Eight questions. Eight questions. Okay, yep. let's shoot. All right. Wait. Question number one. Okay. What is the thing, project, or experience in your career you are most proud of? Thirty oh. seconds. Okay. Um. Whew. Uh. Can I say two? Can I say two? I know I've. Okay. Well, so one opening up the first Cabela's. Um. That was that was a kind of a big moment. Um. For us as a team. Um, and, but I think the most memorable moment was probably um, a fly fishing combo kit that I put together with Jana at Superfly. We won a Best in Show award for at ICAST. 30 seconds. That's not very long. No, it's not. But you did good. You did great. Okay, you great. Answers. <laughs> okay. Okay. Number two. What is your number one bucket list fishing trip? Oh, you know, I, th I think it's still Patagonia. Honestly, that was one place uh, that I wanted to go to fish for the trout down there on the fly um, that I was really hoping to get to while I was with Superfly. Um, and it's still on that bucket list. And, and it's Patagonia. That'd be Jeez. cool. Maybe we could do that. I, let's go fly fish Patagonia. Well, I'll, I'll do hardware. You do fly. Okay. Question number three. Who is your favorite Pallister sibling? Go. Ah, well, that's a tough question. Um, I mean, Brad... You've always been like a, a, a trade show wife to me and, and Jess popped up a, a few years later and was like a, a sister, um, like the, the, the lovely sibling that I didn't know I had. Um, I, I think it might be your dad, actually. Can I say your dad? I miss your dad. <laughs> Very political. Well done. <laughs> Number four, what is your favorite fishery? You had mentioned you have fishing license in, in several provinces. Uh, what's your favorite fishery in Western Canada? Um, I, I'm going to say Lake of the Woods. I, I think the, the species that are in there and the, the, the size and the complexity of the lake is just something that's always baffled me. And I, I will never be able to fish that lake enough. Question number five, you are only allowed to fish one way for the rest of your life. 
Is it fly or is it hardware? It'd be fly. I kind of thought that was going to be your answer. Why? Yeah. Can, can, can I use the yeah. 23 yeah, seconds to elaborate here? Yeah. So um, I, I really like matching match the match the hatch philosophy. Um, there are some uh, tackle brands, uh, hard tackle brands that have, have done it really well. Live Target being one of them. Uh, shameless plug. Um, but uh, I really like tying flies. Uh, my mom's a fiber artist and my dad is an entomologist. And um, using fibers to recreate little bugs and stuff that fish eat is my childhood. Cool. Cool. Um, this is unrelated to fishing. Okay. However, there's nothing more idyllic than sitting by a nice warm campfire with a banjo to a banjo. <laughs> what is your biggest tip to learning a new instrument? Because it's pretty impressive that you learned how to play a new instrument at 30-some years of age when you learned. Yeah, yeah late yeah. 30s. Yeah. yeah. All right, I'm going to start the clock. It, it's persistence. It, there, there's there's something to be said about going at any activity a little bit every day. You know, if it's if it's not something you're you're doing regularly, um, you may get better at it, but you'll see real progression if you chip away at it every day. Question number seven. As some of your friends would know, you are a craft brewery fanatic. Very nice hat. Yes, I, I noticed that. For the second thing I noticed about it. Blind Man Brewing is on his yeah, hat. Yeah, you got a Blind Man Brewing hat. Uh, now, aside from the Five of Diamonds Pilsner, by Blind Man Brewing, uh, what, would, what would be your top three uh, breweries that you visited in uh, Western Canada? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, honestly, I think Blind Man would be number one, um, not not just because of the the pills, um, but I've been a fan of their kettle sours since since they they started. Um, I, I like the progressiveness of the brewery and everything else that they're doing. They're doing so many good things out there. Second. Oh, three breweries. I forgot to set the clock, so you you have as much time to talk about beer as you want. Oh, let's talk about the beer. No, um, <laughs> I think uh, Nokomis is another one of my my favorite prairie breweries. Where are they? Uh, they're in Nokomis. Um, it's up the Cabell Valley. So if if you go, you know, north instead of uh, northwest as, as you're heading to Saskatoon, um, you'll kind of run through Nokomis. Um, they brew an excellent beer. I've been a fan of theirs um, since they started as well. Um, and I think a, a local plug for uh, Winnipeg, um, Sucrums. I think Sucrums is is probably my favorite uh, local brewery here. Cool. Go Prairies. Go Prairies. Question number eight. You were always, as we discussed, you were always trying new things and experiences. What is next? What is next? Well, 
I think I, I'd probably have a different uh, answer if you asked me after the booking season is uh, concluded. Um, but I think uh, the fiddle. The fiddle the is fi the, the fiddle is next. It's one of those instruments that um, hurts for the first decade. Um, and it was my, uh, it has been my late blooming COVID project. So I, I won't play fiddle for you on the podcast. Um, next maybe, time. Maybe, maybe next time. <laughs> okay. I have one final question that's not on rapid fire, just because I feel like we didn't dive into falconry enough. Because <laughs> I okay. just honestly think that's the coolest thing. Um, tell me, I'm going to give you 30 seconds, about your favorite ex experience working with birds. I don't know, like your favorite bird or your coolest story or, or whatever. Well, my, my, well, okay. My favorite bird was a barred owl that I worked with for a, a number of years. Uh, but I think my, my favorite experience was, um, actually training a red tailed hawk. It was a, a, a juvenile male to land, to fly back to the glove. So it was actually like the full process of, of, the chalk bag full of little bits of meat on the glove, the whistle, calling the, the bird over, sort of going through that process for the first time was amazing. So rewarding. Very good. Okay. And no disappointed dad looks. Just one. Well, yeah, Just I one. Mean, you, were, you were bordering, but I guess there was technical error with the one question with Jess. So. I get okay. disappointed dad look for that one. Yeah. So yeah. I made it through. All right. So Fantastic. Well, uh, before we go, you did have a assignment. Um, you need to tell us your best fishing joke. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I think so. I think um, I was, I've been thinking a lot about the ice fishing season. So here we go. Um, uh, an angler, an open water angler decides to try hard water fishing, fishing, ice fishing for the first time. So he gears up and to uh, get himself revved up and psyched up, he decides to, uh, to have a drink. And, and then he's, his buddy comes over and says, no, ice fishing's really boring. He goes, oh, he takes another drink. And the afternoon wears on, a couple more drinks maybe. And then his friend takes off and he goes, okay, I'm gonna try ice fishing. I'm going to go. So he goes out onto the ice, takes his auger and puts a hole in the ice and looks down into the hole and a voice says, there are no fish down there. He's like, okay. So he picks his auger up and walks 25 feet over and goes, drills another hole, looks down the hole and the voice, there are no fish down there. Decides to try it one more time. Walks 40 feet over. Ba -ba 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 drills a third hole. Looks down there. And turn off the voice comes again. There are no fish down there. God? And the voice says, no, it's the rink manager. Get off the ice. <laughs> uh, I have not heard that one. That's funny. No. <laughs> Andrew Galloway, thank you for spending some time with us today. I know you're busy. It's the end of booking season. So thank you very much. Back to bookings. Yeah. 
thanks a lot for the time and yeah it was a lot of fun i appreciate you guys a lot yeah take good care be well until next time listeners happy fishing